Broadcasting from the Ali Ohana Studios, it's the Midnight Freight Broker Podcast. Whether it's breaking news, tips to increase your business, or just some good old sports talk, this podcast is all about having a conversation about the world of freight. I'm your host, Nate Cross. Let's talk freight. All right, welcome back, Midnight Freight Broker Nation. It's episode 32. Episode 32. So, If you're a first-time listener, make sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us that review, and make sure to refer us to all your friends and colleagues in the industry. I actually wanted to start off this week with a review that we got recently. I've been forgetting to read these off lately, but um, this is a review that came from someone under the name of 34-7. I'm not really sure what that means. I don't know if that's a a play on like 24-7 or something like that, but 34-7 says, Love, love this podcast, guys. It has become one of my go-to places to keep informed about the industry. You guys cover such a variety of different topics in such detail and always get me fired up to learn more. The only short side I see is the underlying loyalty to the Buffalo Bills you have. I mean, come on. Everyone knows the Patriots rock. Thanks for putting this out there and carrying on doing what you do best. Well, thank you, 34-7. And... I'm assuming, obviously, you're a Patriots fan, so I, I do appreciate the uh, the little pun there on my Buffalo Bills, which brings up a pretty good a pretty good topic here, a good point of discussion before we get into the episode here on sports. So I've been trying to keep in the know on what's happening out there in Major League Sports. Um, so obviously, Tom Brady, for a Patriots fan out there, from that review. Tom Brady came out and told everyone that he knew he was leaving the Patriots even before the 2019 season. So this guy, I think he, he kind of flew under the radar, played everything right. And I think he still gave it his all. And, but he said he knew he was leaving. He said, uh, I think his interview stated something along the lines of, you know, Hey, back in high school, I didn't really care about, you know, my legacy 20 some years from now. It wasn't all about that. He just wanted to go out and play good football. So, um, in other sports news, you know, they're talking about NFL not being impacted by the whole coronavirus pandemic and all the, the shutdowns and the restrictions on social gatherings, um, even baseball. They're saying they're, they're looking at moving all the players to, I think it's Arizona, and get them in there doing their spring training stuff and get the season started. And they were, they were looking at provisions like seven inning double headers, um, but all these all these players then would be essentially cut off or quarantined from the rest of the public. So for, you know, six months or whatnot, they got to play baseball back to back to back and they wouldn't be able to see their families. But here's what I'm thinking. You put all these, all these guys in, in um, Arizona and you tell them, you know, there's like over a thousand people in the league, obviously. And you tell them they, they can't go out there and do anything social. Someone's going to break that rule, right? They're going to get out there and all it takes is one person to catch the virus and then bring it back. So I don't know. You can think what you want about it. I think, uh, I think sports is just taking a big hit right now because of all this. And I think we're going to live. We're going to all love when it comes back. 
So I think you, you have to take what you have currently in front of you in the situation and find an alternate way to enjoy sports. So uh, I know golf has been a, a really big sport that a lot of folks have been leaning on because it is a great way to practice social distancing. So uh, actually a quote from an article that I read here, this was actually local out of uh, Buffalo, New York area. Um, this was written by Mary Margaret Johnson of WIVB. That's our channel four here in Buffalo. She did a piece on some of the local golf courses in Western New York and how they're actually coping and adapting to the coronavirus time. So, um, one of the local courses she went and visited and and talked about how the, the owner was talking about how they've got the, the credit or debit card reader outside. People will show up to the parking lot, call in to the front desk. They'll have everything done without having to interact with the workers there. The carts are all bleach and whatever sanitized before being used. Um, but at the end of the day, golf is one of the, you know, probably one of the best ways to practice social distancing. So I even heard that from a doctor. Uh, I wanted to pull a, a quote here from the article. It says, um, and this is, I think, actually from a golfer that was interviewed. It says, as of now, I don't have to be closer than six feet to anyone ever. I don't have to touch anything anyone else has touched with the exception of a golf cart, which they assure me has just been bleach washed before each patron gets to use it. So the article wraps up by saying, so if you're tired of working out at home or walking around your neighborhood, getting out on the golf course is a great way to stay in shape while still maintaining that social distance. That's a great point. So as far as sports goes, maybe you want to pick up a new skill, get out to the golf course. Of course, keep that six feet distance. It's not very hard to do that in golf, though. I think the putting green or the tee box is probably the closest you'll beat anybody outside of riding in a cart, but you can even walk, get that exercise in. And this this kind of uh, hits on what we're going to talk about in today's episode. The, the meat and potatoes is going to be on being a productive freight broker from home. So a lot of folks are already independent agents working from home, but some of you in the W-2 world, you've never worked from home on a regular basis until now. So we're going to get into that. First, I wanted to go through an article, and this is just real quick. This is more on the the economic impact with trucking, okay? This came from Freight Waves, and the title is Paycheck Protection Program May Get a $250 Billion Boost, So I'm not going to get too thick into it here, but obviously with the CARES Act, that was the stimulus act that has been approved by the U.S. government to, you know, assist with the unemployment benefits and small business to try and assist people with getting cash flow back out there to keep their business afloat. So they might be pumping some more money into it. Now, Here's what um, here's what my take is on it. So I want to read a piece from the article and then I want to discuss it just briefly. So what it says is small and mid-sized trucking companies with 500 employees or fewer can take advantage of the program, which provides access to eight weeks of cash flow assistance and liquidity so they can keep their drivers paid, trucks running, stores restocked, and hospitals supplied. American Trucking Association's president and CEO Chris Spears stated last week. So here's my thoughts. The paycheck, I'm sorry, paycheck protection program. This is not free money, okay? And I'm actually going to hit on this a little bit later during the trending and Q and A section. 
but it's essentially an SBA, which is the Small Business Administration. It's an SBA loan. And if I was a business owner, the last thing that I would want to do is try to take on more debt in a time of crisis like this. I think there's a lot of things that you can do to, to keep your business afloat before you have to just rely on pulling money in. Because here's the deal. If you're a trucking company and you're still operating at full capacity, you shouldn't have a need for this. But let's say that your business has dropped. I think one of the first things that you do, and this comes down to ethics and decisions like that, maybe as an owner, forego some of your own earnings or profits before you have to start looking at those who work for you. That's that's the sign and showing of a good leader right there. And I think people will respect that. I think the next step beyond that is to look at layoffs, okay? And nobody likes to do it, but layoffs are going to happen. Really, If it's in my world, layoffs are going to happen before I start taking on debt. That's not the right way to operate a business. It's not, you know, because this money becomes due. And yes, there are provisions that may allow a lot of these SBA loans to be forgiven down the road. But remember, Call them a grant, call them whatever you want. If there's an interest rate and payment terms attached to it, that's not a grant, that is a loan. And just like with student loan repayment, look at the amount of people that have had them denied after a successful application. It's like a ridiculous high 90 some percent. So you're asking for trouble. And the last thing you're going to want when you get out of this whole mess is to have an additional pile of debt on your plate as a small business owner in the trucking world. So that being said, you know, do your own research, talk to your gurus when it comes to your, you know, your finances, whether it's your CFO or whatnot, figure out creative ways to keep your business running without just taking on debt and having Uncle Sam quote unquote value out when in reality, you're going to owe that money back. So interesting uh, discussion though. So the main topic though today I wanted to go through three ways to be a productive freight broker from home. So like I mentioned before, a lot of folks are already 1099 independent agents. So this is nothing new for them. They're just business as usual. I've gone gone through a lot of posts on LinkedIn and Facebook and other social media sources. And you you hear kind of two different sides to the story here. You hear the people that are already working at home and they're like, this is nothing new, no change. You know, had I not been watching the news, I wouldn't even have noticed the difference or anything like that. And then you get these W-2 folks who, you know, they may or may not have had the opportunity to work from home before, but now they're doing it on a regular basis, most of them, and they should be. You know, owners, if you're not doing a yacht, you should be having your folks work from home. It, it shows a lot of trust, first of all, and it really helps build somebody up to be a good strong working individual that can be trusted on their own. So um, a couple things I wanted to hit on here, and these are, some of these might sound basic, but this is really good stuff and you can really, really expand on them. I think each one of these could have its own episode, but we just kind of want to hit on the, you know, the highlights here. So the first thing, first way to be a productive broker from home is going to come down to having a good routine. Okay. So you're used to maybe punching a clock or checking in on a, you know, like a, an HR system at your office normally. Uh, maybe you work eight to five or nine to five or whatever your hours are. Maybe your second shift or overnight dispatch, something like that. So if you're operating remotely from home, have a good routine. Keep yourself in that constant 
routine of I'm starting around this time, I'm going to take a lunch middle of the day, take a break here and there as business dictates, yada, yada, right? And then you're going to wrap up at the end of your shift or whatever time it is and pass off responsibilities to somebody else if that's how you're set up. So don't be sleeping in. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you're on vacation because that is not the case. You are just as responsible now as you were in the past when you were going to an office. The only difference is you don't have management or supervision that's going to be physically there to see you or actually check in with when you're on the phone or anything like that. Um, so really, your your stress level should be down from that, and it's going to empower you to really take the reins on your day-to-day operation and your duties and do them as you see fit to your life. So um, having a solid home office is going to really help that. So for example, you know, I know some people, they prefer to just open up a laptop on the couch. They got the TV in the background, you know, they got food in the microwave or on the stovetop, whatever. And they're trying to work while having a million other things happen at the same time. And, you know, we all know that we, we win at what we focus on. So when you're in the zone and you're working, you got to be working, right? You're not sitting there watching ESPN, not like there's anything to really watch on there right now, or the news or reruns of whatever show you like to watch or something like that. When you're working, you're working. So having that good home office setup is going to be very crucial. So obviously, as a broker, at a minimum, you got a phone, you got a computer, right? That's about all you need to operate. But to make it even more efficient, having a nice little dual monitor setup, got the printer, maybe you got... uh, you know, some ergonomic stuff that's going to help you out. Maybe you got a nice little chair there, whatever, right? Anything that's going to make you feel comfortable and be able to be in that environment for a long period of time and not feel like you have to get up and go walk outside and call your neighbors or I don't know, watch news, whatever the case might be, having that good home office. So like, for example, for me, I've got the laptop set up. I've got the two external monitors. I got the printer. I got a nice L-shaped desk. I got a TV mounted up in here that I'll have some news going on in the background. And that's, you know, for when I'm taking breaks and whatnot. Um, And besides that, everything else is just gravy on the biscuit, you know, having the speakers and, you know, the nice mouse and keyboard. Obviously, I've got the microphone and stuff here for the podcast, but, you know, and I got the office decorated. I've got, you know, some stuff that I, you know, I like to look at. I got a a map of the United States. I've got my dry erase board and you can hang up all kinds of stuff on uh, the cork board. I've got pictures hung up here, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. So it feels comfortable. It feels like me, but it's also very, very productive and it allows me to do my job. Okay. Now having that consistent day to day, that routine is going to help you be more efficient and more effective, right? You know, if I start at this time, I'm going to go through my list of to do. So obviously first thing in the morning, if you got fires to put out, that's what you're doing. And having that consistent repetition of every morning at this time, I'm doing that. It's going to be really, really easy. And you're going to stay focused. So make sure your day is scheduled out. You do those, put out those fires, take care of the emergencies. Then maybe you're handling some check calls, you know, you've got a time set aside for prospecting, which if you're handling accounts and sales, that should be in your day every single day. All right. Maybe you have one day that does it more so than others, but you got to make sure you're always prospecting, right? Have some time set aside to do those customer calls, checking in, looking at how service levels have been, taking care of any existing loads that are, you know, that are currently out there for you that you're working on. All right. Take your breaks, obviously, as business allows. But, you know, being that you don't have a 
like I said before, a boss or a supervisor manager that's looking over your shoulder that has visibility on you, it can be very, very tempting to just sit back and do nothing. And it's going to really, really impact your business volumes and ultimately your paycheck or your commission when that time comes. So, you know, take breaks as needed. It's always good to refresh, recharge the batteries, get outside, take a walk, maybe do a little at home workout since the gyms are shut down right now. Whatever you got to do, just make sure you have everything scheduled throughout your day that has to get done. And then those breaks and everything else, you know, that is when time permits or when your day is done. All right. And I would also recommend having, you know, a, a solid start and end time for your day. So if you want to do eight to five or whatever the case might be, that doesn't mean that you're waking up at eight o'clock and you're moseying around, maybe making coffee, taking a shower three hours later, get yourself ready. You can still treat your day and your morning like you're going to work just like any other day before the coronavirus stuff has all happened. So make sure that you've actually got everything scheduled out. So organization I think is one of the big difference makers between someone that's successful in this industry and someone who's not. So utilize things like your Outlook calendar and set reminders. And if you're a post-it notes kind of person, slap them all over your office or your home, you know, home business office setup or on your computer screens, whatever you got to do to remind yourself that I have to do this at this time or whatever. Okay. So having that routine, I think that's going to be huge and that's going to alleviate a lot of stress. So the next tip that I've got is about setting expectations. So number one was have a routine. Number two is to set expectations. And this goes in a lot of different directions. Okay. So the first one, depending on your living situation, if you're, if you have a family, you probably got family at home. If you don't have a family and maybe you've got roommates, you've got roommates you got to set expectations with. If you're by yourself, you probably just got to set expectations with yourself. Okay. So Think about this, right? If you have your family at home and you're working eight to five, and I'm just going to use that as an example, everyone's schedule is going to be different, but make sure that they know that just because you're at home does not mean that you're able to be out there cutting the grass or taking the trash out or watching a newborn baby or the kids or whatever the case might be for the entire day because you're working. Okay. That duty and those responsibilities do not change. And the same goes with if you just have roommates around. It's not time to do like, you know, one in the afternoon keg stands because you're home with your buddies or anything like that. You got to be working hard. Okay. Work hard, play hard is a mentality that you can still have. But wait, wait to crack that beer or truly or whatever you enjoy as a beverage until after your work day is over. It's really, really unprofessional to be drinking on the job and it's going to really take away from your productivity. All right. Um, setting expectations with yourself. Okay. Like I said before, you are working, you are not on vacation and you need to remember this. You could have a really good time and have fun while working. And honestly, it, for myself, I love what I do for a living. I don't feel like I'm at work when I'm working. I feel like I'm, I'm doing what I love. I enjoy it. It's a great time. You know, I, I still love to take vacations and take time off and travel and do that stuff. But remember, even the stuff that you don't enjoy doing, like maybe there's a check call you got to make with a driver you're, you're in a little bit of a, a rift with, you still got to make those, you know, you can't just skip them because you feel like, oh, I'm at home. I don't have to work as hard. No, you still have to get everything done. So make sure that you have the expectation set with yourself. All right. Um, another thing too, this would go with your customers, carriers, stuff like that. Being that you're in a different work environment, you can share that information or anything like that with your customers, carriers, whatever. Okay. So if your customer has, 
an issue and they normally call the office line, um, set the expectation that, hey, we're all working remote right now. Maybe you do or don't have your phone systems routed the right way, but make sure that you set the expectation of if you have an emergency, here's my cell number you can call me on or here's a different phone number you can reach me on. Maybe you want to you know, rely on text or whatever and make sure that they understand everyone else's numbers that they're going to need to have. Okay. Same with carriers, right? If the phone number changes for them to contact you, set that expectation, get out ahead of it. Just communicate, communicate, communicate. All right. Third tip that I've got is, and I kind of made this a, uh, a broad generic one. I said, choose fitness over food when you're bored. This is more about what do you do when you've got downtime throughout your day, okay? So on a health standpoint, don't be walking to your fridge or to your cupboard to grab a snack or food every single time you get off the phone and you feel like you're bored, okay? If you have some downtime and you want to get a little bit of activity in, go for that walk, okay? If you got a little home fitness setup, maybe hop on the treadmill or get some weights in there. There's a ton of stuff out there as well that you can do without any kind of weight equipment right from your home. Like I did a workout in my home office the other day where I literally, I have an app for the gym that I go to and they started putting out free workouts from home. Didn't require any weights. It was all body weight. So a lot of like high intensity interval training stuff where you're doing burpees, pushups, crunches, jumping jacks, stuff like that. Get that heart rate going. It's going to make you feel a ton better. Get those endorphins going. You're going to be refreshed. Maybe you do that during your lunch break, get a 20, 30 minute little workout in there, take a quick shower and boom, you're back at it in the chair, on the phone, hammering out those calls. All right. If you're bored, you know what else you can do? Prospect. Be prospecting. You need to be always be doing this. And no better time than when you have downtime. You don't have to feel like you're squeezing it in or, oh, I didn't get to that yesterday. You have zero excuse. That's a BS answer if you have some downtime. So that could be a variety of ways. You could be hitting the phones. You could be doing your internet research from Google. You could do LinkedIn, connect through all kinds of social media platforms, ask for referrals from your existing customers. Look at all your delivery locations. There's a ton of places to get prospect referrals and and company names and stuff like that. So take advantage of that time if you've got some downtime. It's also a great time to do some follow-up. So, you know, maybe you have prospects that are already in your pipeline. Give them a shout. Maybe they're a little bit slower too, and it's a great time to be on the phone with them, okay? Um, Build that network up. So utilize LinkedIn, utilize the Facebook groups, um, all kinds of stuff out there. Build up that network. Just, you know, like I said, ask for referrals. It's a great time to have those first phone calls or just to, you know, introduce yourself to people and just kind of network, connect with other folks in the industry. All right. You can also even like a, like a LinkedIn or something like that, read a lot of articles. There's a lot of really good websites out there that have good news, right? You've got freight waves. I know Steve Oatley's got freight broker live. If you go into a lot of these Facebook groups, there's a ton of people sharing information on there. So sign up for one of those daily digest emails that kind of give you a summary. Like I have the logistics intelligence brief that I get every morning. I even have Google alerts set that give me anything new on freight brokerage or transportation, 3PL, stuff like that. You get a nice clean email once a day, usually in the morning or whenever you have it set for. And you can go through and read a lot of those articles or just kind of see what's new and what's out there. Just keep that pulse check going. Okay. Um, Maybe you want to listen to some podcasts in your downtime. It's a great time to go back and listen to the other 31 episodes of the Midnight Freight Broker. So (laughs) um, check it out. All right. So those are my three ways to be productive 
as a freight broker from home, and it's really more for you W-2s that are doing this for the first time, and maybe you find out that I actually really love doing this, and I want to become an independent freight agent and be able to do this from home long term. This is a great time to test it out. It's like a test drive without having to commit to it, all right? So again, routine, set that routine and stick with it. Expectations, make sure you're setting those expectations with whoever's living with you, roommates, family, also with customers, carriers, and then also make sure that you're filling up that downtime with either some good old fitness, some prospecting, some reading, education, stuff like that. Don't sit idle. You're going to be bored and you're going to feel like the day is just dragging on. Good discussion, though. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Leave a comment or make sure to send me a message on LinkedIn if you have any feedback or thoughts on that. All right. Trending and social media. So I've got three topics here, or really three discussion points that I saw on social that I wanted to give my opinion on. The first one, and this kind of goes to that work from home portion. This was written by Anonymous, and I can see why. They're probably not trying to throw themselves or anyone else under the bus. But Anonymous said, my company still has us working in the office. What are my employer's responsibilities to ensure that I don't get COVID-19? Well, this is a this brings up a very very good point, and I would say I, I would want to speak to the employer from my perspective when I respond to this. If you have employees in the office still, send them home. Okay, if you're a business owner, that's one thing, right? You can be in your office and and do whatever you want to do, but forcing your employees to still be there, you're treading a very very dangerous line. There, you're walking a very very you know gray area. So. Send them home. Um, and I've even heard people saying that, oh, you know, we are working from home, but our, you know, our boss or our manager is micromanaging and, and scrutinizing our, our workload even more so remotely than they do in person. And that sets a terrible, terrible culture, right? You're not going to retain employees long term like that. They're going to start to resent you. So as far as the legal perspective of this question goes or this statement goes, I don't know. I don't. You know, I, I know that a lot of states have, you know, said if you're not essential, you got to be working from home or shut down or if you're whatever. So look at your specific state. But I would just try to talk to your employer and, and say, hey, you know, I'm worried about X, Y and Z. Um, and also from the employer's standpoint, if you got people in the office still, one of them brings the virus in. Well, first of all, it's a terrible headline and publicity waiting to happen. But then it's going to affect the rest of your workforce, all right? Not just morale, but actual health reasons, all right? So send them home. Get them working from home. Make sure they have the equipment that they need to do their job. And like I said before, there's not a whole lot that you need. Cell phone and computer just about do it for you. All right, next statement comes from Jamin or Jamin. I've seen this guy on LinkedIn a lot. <laughs> it was kind of funny. He says, am I the only one getting a little exhausted hearing about all this free time that I allegedly have? Was part of the stimulus package that I missed a 25-hour day? I love it. So a lot of people that already work from home or, or they are already hardworking individuals, uh, being at home does not mean you have all this extra free time. I think the free time might come from saving on the commute, but a lot of folks that already work from home, it's no change, like I said before. Uh, like you know, and like I said, if you're if you're at home and you're working hard and you feel like your day is still very busy, you're killing it. You you have the right work ethic and, and state of mind that you're going to succeed long term in this industry. So uh, that's a good funny one. I enjoyed that one. Now, Dustin 
throws in here, and this kind of goes on to how uh, how I talked about that article in the beginning. Dustin had this post on Facebook, and it got a lot of it got a lot of traction. Um, he says. With literally every lender in the U.S. forgiving late payments, restructuring loans by moving payments to the end of a loan, etc., there is absolutely zero reason for people to be out there taking these BS rates. Stay your butt home, call your debts, and restructure the loan. Apply for all three coronavirus benefits, EIDL, EIDL Advance, and Paycheck Protection Program. If you are an owner-operator, you qualify for all these programs. Do yourself a favor. Call your debts. Push all your payments for 90 days. None of them are going to fight you on this right now. Then you can sit at home. Stop moving these insane rates for pennies that put your health at risk. Wow. Dustin. D-U-M-B. That's dumb. I can't disagree with this guy anymore. I mean, come on. In a time of financial stress and economic craziness, you're telling people to stop working? You're basically telling carriers to sit on the sidelines and wait for rates to be more favorable for them? And oh, in the meantime, just go borrow money from Uncle Sam. And oh, don't pay your debts. Just push them off because no one's going to want to collect. Dude, when when the dust settles here, if you follow Dustin's advice... You are going to be in a world of hell when it comes to, oh, that's right. I got to pay all this stuff back. When companies are telling you that you don't have to worry about paying payments for 90 days on stuff, they don't just go away. You have to pay them. They're not all throwing them on the tail end and, oh, you're still accruing interest in a lot of that stuff. So if you follow Dustin's advice, you're probably going to end up with a terrible situation when this all comes back to normal, you know, the normal world normalcy, whatever you call that. All right. So you did met, he did mention EIDL. That's the economic injury disaster loan. And they even offer the advance, which is the EIDL advance. And then the paycheck paycheck protection program. I can't say that apparently that's the SBA loan that I mentioned earlier. Three ways to get yourself in trouble. Okay. If it has the word loan in it, it is not free money. It's a loan. You have to pay it back. And what worse way to put yourself in a bad company financial statement or position than to borrow money and to sit on the sidelines and not work for a few months because Dustin on Facebook told you to because he's an idiot, all right? Dustin, I would love for you to just give me a phone call or message me and talk about this because you are literally giving the worst advice that anyone could give right now, all right? And he also brought up the whole complaining about BS rates, stay at home, yada, yada. We said this in the past. If a rate doesn't work for you, do not take that load, all right? You shouldn't be working for lost money. Yes, you would be better off to stay at home and not drive than to take loads and lose money on them, okay? But that's not how everything is out there. There is value add for a lot of people in a lot of areas of the country. If that means you have to drive to another part of the country and operate that way, do it, okay? You should be lucky and feel good that you're in an industry that is not out of a job right now. Okay. Everyone has felt the impact and the changes that have come along with the coronavirus when it comes to their jobs and their working and all this stuff. But at least in transportation, we still have careers here. Stuff has to move. Shelves have to get stocked. Okay. And you know, what doesn't have to happen is end up with a hundred thousand dollars in SBA loans when this all comes to an end. So Don't do that. I can give you probably a million other reasons why Dustin's advice is blatantly stupid, but I won't even bother 
going down that. This is about as dumb as AB5 when they tried to, you know, force everybody to be employees instead of 1099. So thank you, left-wingers, for that one. All right. So final thoughts here. When you're working from home, be productive. Learn something new. Get out there and golf, right? And uh, don't spend your free time like Dustin trolling the internet. Dustin would probably be better off watching Tiger King and hanging out with Carol Baskin, hanging out with those cool cats and kittens or whatever she says. So anyway, that's all I've got for this episode. And I hope you all have a great, great rest of the week and head into the weekend here. And we'll see you on the next episode. That wraps up this episode of the Midnight Freight Broker Podcast. Thanks for joining us and make sure to check out the show notes for links to the articles that I discussed today. Make sure to leave a review and send me a message with your comments and suggestions for future topics. See you on the next episode. Aloha.